Welcome to the Elevate Your Brand podcast, where we help online coaches learn how to elevate their brand, become the experts in their industries, so they can bring in more clients and create a life they want. I am your host, Chris Anderson. And if you want to make a difference in the lives of others, share this episode, go over to Apple Podcasts and follow us there to leave a positive rating and review. And together we can leave a bigger positive mark on the world. We have Greg Tapper on the show. He is CEO and co-founder of Pattern AI, um, but he used to be a senior McKinsey consultant specializing in GTM strategy and business transformation, as well as a two-time Incorporated 5000 CEO and successful proven operator. So Greg, welcome to Elevate Your Brand today. Thanks, Chris. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, for sure. I'd love to you know, kind of just start with what is Pattern AI and what made you go in and help found that organization? Pattern AI is, uh, is an AI company. It's a machine learning company. And the simplest way to describe it would be something like uh, Alexa for business. Uh, Pattern is your own personal robot in the cloud. And what I mean by that is that we use uh, AI algorithms and, and lots of data about uh, your conversations in particular and a lot of the things that you do uh, inside your daily business activities. And we train Pattern, these AI algorithms, to understand your data and be able to allow you to interact with them. And, uh, and, ask, and ask lots of questions and get insights and things like that. And so the simplest way to think about what Pattern can do for you today is uh, Pattern can attend, for example, your meetings with you, like Zoom and Teams and Google Meet and, and uh, meetings like that. And it can record and transcribe and analyze those calls for you. And so we provide a system of record for all of your conversations. And what makes it exciting is that AI has really gotten to a point, as you've seen in the news recently, with the ability to, you know, with chat GPT and things like that, that, that the AI algorithms have gotten so powerful that it can really understand human language. And so when you take a meeting context like we're having right now today, that there should be some way to capture all these meetings in some intelligent way and start to analyze them in really viable ways. So, you know, what were the questions that Chris asked me about? Or you can say, what were his responses to questions about AI and so on? And so uh, it, it, we believe long term, and I think the net is that we believe that everybody in the future will have a personal robot in the cloud. Uh, we think that Siri and Alexa will handle sort of the consumer side. And we think that there should be something that handles things for you on the business side. It can analyze your data for you, can answer questions, can generate emails for you and things like that. And so we're super excited about where we can go with this. Yeah, no, that's that's really intriguing. And and yes, like like you mentioned with chat GPT, it's just a really cool and a little bit, you know, you, not the words, but scary, not really scary, but what could AI eventually do? Like, where do you see AI taking us, you know, even in the next maybe decade? Like, I just saw an article and I forget, uh, it was in Texas, in Dallas area or Fort Worth. McDonald's opened its first all robotic um, restaurant. So no one works there. It's just all robotics. Um, completing the orders, handing it out. And it's the first one I think ever that McDonald's has done down there. And so it's like, that's like the future in my mind with connected with all this AI and everything like that. So where do you see it in the next like decade going? Well, a decade is in the tech space is a very long time. Um, I mean, a lot has happened in the past decade. If you, if you take, for example, even the past five years, and I've been in the tech space for, you know, 15, 20 plus years. And so if you take the last five years alone for AI, there you couldn't do some of the things that we're doing today, even as a small company, Pattern AI, you couldn't do these things 
five years ago. In fact, I would go so far as to say, because we've been in this space, you know, experimenting for the past three years and we got started in January of 2020. So this is um, exactly three years. And in the past two years alone, one year alone, we couldn't do some of the things we're doing uh, that have just started right now. And so I, I, it's hard. I mean, I can give you all sorts of super futuristic scenarios about what things can do. And maybe I can answer it that way. But if you think about even just the next three years or five years, you're going to see some really exciting things coming up. One of the big trends now is this idea of, of generative AI, um, which is what chat GPT is. So GPT stands for generative pre-trained transformer. It's a type of model in AI. And there's like vision models and language models and things. But the idea is that these models now, these AI models really understand language at a, at a very, very advanced level. And so if you go forward even one year, two year, three years, certainly five years, really the interface it will have with our computers is going to be through language. And you, you sort of see this today. We're, we're increasingly dictating to Siri. We increasingly dictate to Google and so on. Something like you know, 60% of searches in, uh, in Asia and in India for Google are through voice, right? So that's where people are interfacing with their computers. So we believe that the future is going to be just talking with computers. And, and if you think about what that looks like, computers can then talk back to you. And not only can they talk back, but they can do things for you. So I could just say, hey, set up time with Chris for next Tuesday at 10 a.m. And Pattern, my robot, uh, would be able to just schedule time for us. We wouldn't need to type an email, go back and forth, what day works for you. Our calendars might be connected. And I'll just say, and Pattern will connect us. And then I'd be able to say, uh, send him a reply email after our call and just say, you know, thanks for the for the time in his podcast. And Pattern would generate that, that email for you. You'll see a lot of this uh, stuff going on around generative insights. So, you know, my mind immediately goes, because I'm the, the kind of like comic book superhero kind of geek, goes to Jarvis from Iron Man. If, if you know Iron Man and his AI robot that basically he just talks to and has, he does stuff for him kind of like through the, through the technology and things like that. He's mm-hmm. in his helmet. Mm-hmm. Uh, so kind of right, like that right. thing. Um, yeah, I think that's, or like how he manipulates the computer and it pops up. Like, like, have you seen iRobot? Um, I've seen most of robot movies, but I have seen that. Yeah. I've seen that. Of course, I'm a huge Marvel fan. Jarvis is, okay. you know, Tony Stark's personal robot. Um, yeah, that's so it. Do you see that's, like that's kind of what you're thinking for sure that that is, uh, in my mind, but I think it's pretty clear that is a guarantee. And I think what's interesting, I think what's really exciting, that future state, uh, will happen probably sooner than we think. And you can already see it today. Like you can go and ask chat GPT. We have our own version of that. Uh, we're a partner with OpenAI and, and other companies like, you know, Amazon and, and NVIDIA and others. And, that future state where you can interact with a robot and it can do smart things for you is already happening today. That's not a future prediction. The question is how robust will it be at what point in time, right? So would it be able to, to do the things that Jarvis does for you, you know, like in, in, um, you know, in, in Marvel and all these other movies, you know, that's a few years out, but certainly you could say, Hey, go send Chris an email and thank him for his time on the podcast. And just that simple task of, taking care of my emails for me or schedule time with Chris, these kinds of things that are just very mundane tasks can be taken care of. Uh, we're also experimenting. We've done a lot of work with, here's a big Excel file full of all my you know, customer data. Uh, we can ask Pattern already today, just tell, tell me about that data and Pattern can give you insights into that data. The, the idea being that, that these, these intelligent machines, as we call them, 
uh, at Pattern. These intelligent machines like Pattern, Jarvis, if you're a Marvel fan, will be able to do these things for you. And it's going to happen not just over the next five years, but increasingly over the next one year, two year, three year, five years. If, if you and I meet in three years, you'll be probably pretty astounded by what uh, progress has been made. But fast forward 10 years, like you're asking, I think it's just going to be uh, a really exciting future. By the way, I'm not afraid of, of all these things. I think there's a lot that you know, AI is going to replace us. And, and I don't think that that's the case. I think it's going to replace a lot of the things that we don't want to do. Uh, like, for example, send emails, like take notes in meetings and things like that. And I think AI is going to be this. Um, there are dangers behind it, of course, lots of them. But the benefits are are going to be incredibly valuable. It's it's a very exciting future, if uh, if you ask us at, at Pattern AI. Yeah, and and I was going to kind of go with that. What's the next question? Was like, do you see any downfall, like to to so many jobs that could be replaced by you know robotics and AI, like? Like I think iRobot because so many people kind of weren't working and because robots just took over. Like I just, you know, it's crazy to think about, but what that would even look like if would it would it be negative or could we figure something out where, you know, it's it's a positive because we don't have to pay people to do those jobs. Yeah, right. I, I think then, nobody's going to complain you know, if there's a robot that does your laundry for you and does the dishes for you. I think that's you know. Right. People are happy to have their iRobot, you know, vacuum cleaner floating around their floor and kind of cleaning up for them. The dangers of AI are pretty clear in, in terms of generative AI. So, there, there, you know, there's AI that can sort of help you analyze data. Uh, there's AI that can automate tasks for you and so on. Uh, in this generative space, like you see with uh, ChatGPT, where you see with, uh, with platforms like Pattern AI and so on, it, it won't happen with our platform because that's something that we're very focused on. But the problem with the generative AI, where you can generate images, where you can generate, now you're talking about generating videos, which are basically just moving images, and you're talking about the ability to generate text. Well, now you get into really uh, pretty scary situations where there's a, there's, a, there's a problem of deception. So we don't, we don't know what's real anymore. So you can create an image using AI and who cares if it's plagiarized? I don't know if, it, if an image is plagiarized because I haven't seen every image in the world, right? So we're talking about watermarks will now soon be in, a, in the documents that we create through AI. Like, so essays by college kids and high school kids won't be plagiarized. We'll know that AI generated that. But that'll be a constant cat and mouse game, kind of like cybersecurity, where you won't know what's real and what's not. It's literally, it's a bizarre thing to think about, but you and I are on video here. Um, in the future, the AI, and this is not like 50 years from now. This is probably, it could be five years from now, but it's certainly, it could even be three years from now, depending on how fast things go. But you won't know if you're talking to me or not. This, this video could be generated by AI, and my voice is already generated by AI. So I don't even know if I'm talking to you. How will I know that? How will you know what's true, what's created, what's generated by these generative AI models and capabilities versus what's true. The only thing we'll know is in the physical world where you and I meet in person, we have coffee at Starbucks and we go meet, then I'll know, right? But on video like this, I have no idea if I'm talking to a, a, you know, an AI generated image and voice and content. And that, that deception is pretty scary if you think about what, uh, what can happen with that propaganda, um, you know, falsehoods, um, things like that. It's pretty, it, that gets pretty spooky. Yeah. And then you got, you know, Musk's uh, Neuralink and, and robotics with, you know, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's great. It, it'll be an interesting future with, with things that are yeah. developing for sure. Well, he's, so 
he's got to solve the the self driving car thing before he starts getting me to do <laughs> right. implants in my brain, right? Like, yeah, you know, when, his, when, his, when his cars are crashing, I'm not so mm-hmm. sure I want him to plug in. You know, I want to plug into his uh, Neuralink. I mean, right. I love the idea, but I'm definitely I'm not even ready yeah. for the self driving car thing right now, right? Yeah, but that- that's where things are going, and it, it's really mm-hmm. uh, the future is that large amounts of data can be analyzed by these these models, it's basically just a bunch of really super complex math, but these models will analyze data. The more data you give it, the the smarter it gets. And you can imagine they get to the point where they already are, where they can start to self-learn. And then you start to get into what's called AGI with artificial general intelligence. And then these machines become really, really smart. So there are scenarios we're going to have to, you know, and there are people working on this kind of thing. Um, But I think the benefits outweigh the the risks, um, greatly for sure because ai yeah. will do a lot of smart things for us yeah i mean yeah it's crazy because i even think about you know five years ago or even probably farther than that when i was when i was actually in the corporate world doing my athletic training job having they had robots that would assist in surgeries or do the heart surgeries of patients that we were learning about and it was it was just a cool thing and now you know you hear about that kind of thing it's not as it's crazy because it's been around, but uh, yeah, AI and, and robotics and machine learning and uh, all that is is an interesting field, and it, it's going to continue to expand. And um, so, makes sense why you got and 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 started building Pattern AI for sure. So, but I mean, uh, with that, I'm sure there were some ups and downs along building, you know, Pattern AI. You know, from your information, you've been doing about three years, like you said, this month, and so what are what are some obstacles that you along your journey building it you know that that SaaS uh, kind of data SaaS program what obstacles did you have to overcome building this out Well the first the biggest obstacle is just you know being an entrepreneur I think we we tend to glamorize entrepreneurship and you know like I tell my kids I mean I, I think at the end of the day the world revolves around entrepreneurs. It's around people who create things. It's people like you who are like building podcasts that then create some value so people can learn at scale. And maybe people like us who are building these intelligent machines in the cloud that can do things. But at the end of the day, you know, I think the highest calling in humanity is, is entrepreneurship. I think where you create things that benefit society in some way and you solve problems. And at the, at, at the end of the day, what entrepreneurs do, not just create things is we just solve problems. And the challenge to answer your question is choosing the right problem. And that's a problem that you're fascinated by that you just really love just kind of grokking on for, you know, long periods of time, you know, years, just, you know, all night and all day, just thinking about this problem, how to solve it. Number two is a problem that can be solved. So you can't solve like Neuralink to me is just, you know, just completely overshooting the market because the market's not ready, but somebody's going to have to do that. And if he's got $250 billion, he can burn some money on that and, and do that. Right. But like, I wouldn't solve that problem today because it's not really solvable probably in my lifetime, but like, so you need to solve a problem. that's really important. And that's a hard, hard thing to understand. And then, and then third is solve a problem that somebody will pay you for. That's valuable. Right? The biggest problem, the biggest reason that startups fail is because, including, by the way, you know, corporate uh, organizations that launch new products and services and things like that, is is that is that nobody they don't build things that people want to use, and so that the the 
the up and down, and it happens, you know, all day long, every day. So, you know, we haven't certainly haven't even begun our, you know, real kind of breakout success yet, right, is understanding how to solve the problems and constantly prioritizing what is the problem we need to solve right now today. And, um, and if you don't like solving problems, if you don't have clarity on a certain market problem where you feel like I have a perspective on that, here's the way I think it should work. Here's the way I think the world should work. And if you don't have the ability to solve problems really readily and prioritize constantly and say, this is what we have to do, you know, by the end of this week, by the end of next month and so on, that ability to constantly prioritize and solve problems is, is the ultimate challenge of an entrepreneur. But that's why if you do it well, you're rewarded because those things that you're doing are very, very complex and society hopefully will value those, hopefully will value what we're building at Pattern AI and say, that's great. Here's some money. Thank you very much. We really you know, value that. And that, that is a... Uh, it's an emotional journey. It's a it's an intellectual journey. Um, it's a social journey uh, because you've got to get people kind of behind you, investors, you know, your family, friends. People have to kind of believe it. There's just a whole bunch of things you need to do to get that problem solved for society. And if you do it well, hopefully, it ends up paying off. Absolutely, yeah, definitely. Finding a problem that needs solved, I think, is one of the key things, and not just doing it because you think. It could it could be beneficial, but knowing that it's actually a problem that that you can solve. So, um, what would you if, if you were meeting with a new entrepreneur and and you could only give them one piece of advice besides solving a, a specific problem? Um, maybe just keep them motivated throughout their journey. What would what that one piece of advice be? Well. Um... So that's really, really hard because it's such a multifaceted experience. Um, so I'll answer your question, but then I'll cheat a little bit and answer it and give a couple of answers. But if I had to choose just one thing, just to be fair and answer your question, I would say the single best piece of advice for an entrepreneur is to is if you believe in something, if you have clarity on it, then to persevere. You know, the the, the stories are are many that that you know too many people quit. You know, we have people who quit our company, uh, people quit other companies, people like there's, there's too much quitting. And I, there's a great Steve Jobs quote. Somebody asked him before, you know, a little bit before he he died, they said, you know, when he was still kind of in his prime, but they said, you know, do you think that there are too many startups today? And he goes, I don't think that there are too many startups. I think there are too many people who quit startups. And these people start these things. And I always thought that there were too many startups. When I heard him say that, I said, you know, that's really kind of true. People tend to quit too much. I think partially because they glamorize startup life and they, 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 they think it's all about unicorns and billions of this and and uh, it's easy, it's glamorous and it's it's not glamorous at all. The glamorous life is, you know, go be a CEO or a big executive at some big company, make you millions of dollars a year and just, you know, fly around on private jets. And that's a much more glamorous life than being, you know, or being a pro athlete or a movie star or something like that, right? That, that's kind of more glamorous life. But at the end of the day, You've got to persevere because it's just constant. Everything begins with no as an entrepreneur. Everything begins with no, with can't, with, you know, it's just barriers and obstacles. And the ability to persevere through that is the one thing that's going to get you through. Um, I think the other thing I would just, if I could add a couple more things, I say this on, you know, I've been on a, a number of these podcasts, but like another one is just build relationships with people. It's hard for younger people to start companies generally. You know, we have these wunderkind type, you know, 
people who start companies end up being a you know a unicorn or whatever, and that's great. But those are rare. They really are, they're they're the exception, not the rule. The rule is that the average startup is founded by somebody who's in their forties. The most successful companies are started by companies uh, by founders who are in their forties, right? Partially because you you have to have a perspective on the on the world and say I've seen the way that people fight fires, and I here I have a better fire hose, and some firefighter builds a better fire hose because they they've seen the world and they see how it should work and how it doesn't currently work today. And they connect those two dots and they solve that problem. The other thing is to build relationships because you need massive, I mean, you need, you know, it takes more than a village. It just takes the entire planet to kind of get behind you and your idea. You need investors. You need people to join you. You need your family behind you. You need friends behind you. it, It just takes tons and tons of people around you. If you don't have relationships with people, uh, it's going to be very, very difficult uh, to do. So have a perspective on the world, persevere, have deep relationships with people who can help you. And if you kind of connect all those things, you'll probably end up being pretty successful. Awesome. Yeah, I think those are great tips. And and uh, I appreciate all that you've shared on this episode so far, just about AI, where it's going, where it came from, your story, the obstacles uh, that you overcame, and I look forward to, to seeing how pattern AI grows and, and develops and, and how it is incorporated into, you know, our lives as we know it going forward. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Well, yeah, absolutely. Where can uh, people find or connect with you to, to learn more? Yeah. So feel free to, uh, we can go to our website. It's getpattern.ai, getpattern.ai. Uh, you can reach out, you can connect with, connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm Greg Tapper. I'm on LinkedIn and uh, just, let me know that you um, heard about uh, our conversation on Elevate Media on your podcast, Chris, and uh, that'll kind of give me some context as to how we connected. Generally, I mean, I get, you know, tons and tons of people, you know, reaching out to me, you know, selling me things and that's fine. I sell too. So I reach out to people and try to sell what I'm selling too. Um, but like have something valuable to, you know, to want to connect about, right? I'm, I'll connect with anybody, but if, you know, if you want to help me solve this problem, if you want to get involved in some way, if you want to join us, if you want to be a customer, if you want to be a, a, you know, a vendor, supplier, business partner in some way that can help us solve the problems of, you know, what does, you know, your own personal robot in the cloud look like? You know, what is that Jarvis type robot that Tony Stark had? If you want to help build that or, or get behind that in some way, I'd love, I'd love to chat. So LinkedIn is probably the easiest way to get a hold of me. And I would love to hear from anybody. Awesome. Yeah. So everyone, make sure you get connected with them. Check out Pattern AI and what they're doing. And uh, again, Greg, we appreciate you being on the show today. Thanks, Chris. Really enjoyed it. We'll uh, we'll catch up soon. We'll uh, give you some updates. And thanks so much for tuning into this episode today. If you found value at all from this episode, please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It just helps us get this show, these messages out in front of more people. And don't forget to share this with someone who you think could benefit from listening to as well.